0: And good evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again on the O oh, the Pain Podcast. Friday, March 18th, 2022. And the Joe Beningo O oh, the Pain Podcast is brought to you by Beach Camera, by the Hack and Sack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, and by Anita Tyres. Now, before I start the show, and I got a lot to cover today, we're gonna get into a lot of different stuff that's going on. Uh the NCAA tournament a little bit, a little bit on uh, obviously, the Jets free agency, NFL free agency, different things that's going on. We'll get into a lot of different stuff today. But before I start the show, you know, a lot of people have been asking how they can sponsor this podcast. So, uh, you know, and and I got the answer. If you'd like to you know, be part of the show, be part of the podcast, be a sponsor here on the Older Payne uh, Joe Beningo podcast, uh, go to my website. That's thepainpodcast.com. That's, again, Podcast.com. Click on the Sponsors tab. You can fill out the form, and uh, we'll get back to you. And uh, really appreciate uh, everybody that's uh, uh, been behind me here, that's been listening to the podcast for these six, seven months, whatever we're doing it, and really appreciate all the love and excitement and, and all of that that comes with it. So uh, thank you so much to all my sponsors and all my future sponsors as well. Now I got a lot to talk about today. I, I got to start with this. You know, I hate to, I hate to get into politics here a little bit, but when politics and I actually have a lot to say about politics, but you really don't want to hear what I have to say anyway. But <clears throat> maybe you do. But when politics gets involved in the sports world, then I got to say something, and I got to talk about this absolutely ridiculous private sector uh, vaccine mandate that continues in New York City continues to prevent Kyrie Irving from playing home games at the Barclays Center even though he can be in the Barclays Center and sit on the bench with no mask on but God forbid he plays in a game and of course you know teams can you know, the opposing team can have all the unvaccinated players they want uh playing at Barclays Center but Kyrie can't play there and of course you can have unvaccinated people in the stands as well but Kyrie can't play in the Barclays Center. And now it's kind of even moved out a little more. into the. It's moved into the baseball world where certain players, Aaron Judge, Brandon Nimmo, who knows how many unvaccinated players there are for of the Mets and the Yankees, that right now, if the season started today, would not be able to play home games at the stadium or at Citi Field. Are you freaking kidding me? Come on. And you're talking about a sport. that's that's an outside sport we're not even talking about a sport that you know is played indoors like basketball is it's not even the same thing you gotta excuse me today because i'm it's early in the morning i just had my coffee and i'm a little phlegmy so i gotta apologize for that but this is what happens when you get old when you're an old faded relic like me but nevertheless i mean it is absolutely ridiculous ridiculous that you cannot play home games in New York, you know, baseball, basketball, uh, if you're you're not vaccinated, what? I mean, when is this Eric Adams, this mayor, going to wake up? You know, I was so excited, and I got to get into this. I have to say it. You know, Bill de Blasio was an absolute disaster as a mayor of New York. I mean, I don't think there's, there's very few people that would disagree with that statement. Maybe Mrs. de Blasio, maybe his kids. Outside of that, I don't think anybody else would disagree what a disaster Bill de Blasio was as a mayor of New York, New York City, and how he ran the city down. When Eric Adams uh, came in, when he won, I was so excited for Eric Adams. He was a guy that was an ex-cop. He was going to straighten the city out. You know, he was going to make it safe, law and order back in the city. Forget this, defund the funded police nonsense and all it is. So I was so excited about Eric Adams taking over. Well, let me tell you, so far, Eric Adams has been just as bad as de Blasio. The city still isn't safe. You can't even go on the subway in New York City right now. You all know about all the disaster that's that been, that that has been. And he still continues to go on with this ridiculous mandate, basically saying, I'll, the mandate will change. I'll make that decision when we're going to move away from this private sector mandate. When it's on my timetable, not on Major League Baseball's timetable, not on the Yankees or the Mets timetable. Really? Come on, man. I mean, how absurd is it? And just getting back to Kyrie, how absurd is it that this guy can't play in the Barclays Center? And it's hurt the Nets all year. And you can blame Kyrie all you want. I mean, if playing, people are going to blame, oh, Kyrie, you know, he should have he got vaccinated for his teammates. He should have done this. He should have done that. No, he shouldn't. You know, I was never the biggest Kyrie Irving fan. I got to tell you, never really liked the guy. A little strange, you know. You know, he kind of, you know, he made those comments, remember a number of years ago when he said the world really was flat? Remember that? He didn't really believe the world was round. Remember all that kind of nonsense? Remember that? So Kyrie's a little out there. He's had his issues. He had his issues in Cleveland. As good a player as he is, he had his issues in Cleveland. He had his issues in Boston. You know, he's had his issues here with the Nets. But he has every right not to want to get vaccinated. It's his body. He should be able to do what the hell he wants. And now, now that it seems that we are beyond this pandemic. I mean, there's still people walking around outside with masks on where there's nobody around them to buy, you know, by for two or 300 yards. But that's look, if you want to wear a mask, God bless you. You can wear it, you know, to the end of time. I got no problem with that. But this stuff has got to stop. And the fact that he can be in the Barclays Center sitting on the on the bench without a mask on, but he can't play and that, that, that the opposition can have their players unvaccinated play is ridiculous. I mean, let's be honest about it. How absurd is that? So Eric Adams, please. Okay. You still got time. I got a lot of issues with this guy, you know, been a few things and i don't want to get into some of the things that he said that really you know i couldn't believe it he turned me off a month into it and he's already you know uh, uh, saying stuff that got me a little aggravated and i don't want to get into it all but it's time now to end this ridiculous mandate okay you know i mean the fact that you may not that that aaron judge may not be on the field opening day for the yankees at the stadium is absurd because he may not be vaccinated or the same for any Yankee and any Met and certainly for Kyrie Irving. By the time the the playoffs roll around, all right, and it looks like the Nets are going to wind up in that 7-10 play-in, you know, and I guess a lot – and obviously a lot of that is because of, you know, Kyrie not being able to play. And, of course, a lot of it too is let's not minimize how much time Kevin Durant missed. He missed about a month and a half with an injury, and that certainly hurt the Nets. And then, of course, the whole James Harden thing, and God knows if Ben Simmons will ever play another basketball game. But how about the tremendous game that that we saw Kyrie have the other night when he put in sixty against Orlando? Guys, a phenomenal player. Hey, hey, Mayor Adams, let's go! All right, I understand. It's all about power, and, and you, know, uh, you know, you know, you got to show that uh, you got the biggest one out there. I get it. No, I understand. You know. Yeah, but where's the science? You know what the science is now? It's all freaking political science. That's what it is. And it's been like that for a long time. End this ridiculous private sector mandate. Let's get the Yankees and the Mets on the field at the stadium and at Citi Field. And let's get freaking Kyrie back playing home games at the Barclays Center. Please, Mayor Adams, please, you know, stop channeling your inner Bill de Blasio. All right. That's it. That There goes my, that's my political statement there right now. There you go. All right, let's get into, let's get into the Jet free agency. I got to tell you right now, I am thrilled what the Jets did in free agency. Now, it's all on paper, and I don't want to get too nuts. You know, they haven't played, they haven't played a game yet. And we've seen free agents in the past that have been disasters for the Jets. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Trumaine Johnson, even C.J. Mosley. Let's be honest. I mean, has that really been a great signing for the Jets? Basically, missed his entire first year. Didn't play because of COVID. His entire second year. And I understand he played well last year and all of that. Yeah, fine, great. What you know? I didn't see him sacking a lot of quarterbacks. I didn't see him forcing a lot of turnovers. I didn't see him helping the Jets win a lot of games. So you can say whatever you want about C.J. Mosley. You can say whatever you want about him, but uh, he has not exactly been the greatest of free agent signing out there, okay? Let's be honest about it. So I'm always a little leery about, you know, free agency. You can't build your team through free agency. We know that, you know, you can supplement your team. You can fit pieces in here and there with free agency, but as far as building the team, you can't do that with free agency. You can only really do that with the draft. And obviously, the draft's coming up April 28th. We all know the Jets are sitting there with the fourth and tenth pick in the first round, two high picks in the second round, and Joe Douglas has got to get it done. But what he did in free agency, really, I, you got to like what he did. And, and the thing that that got me the most excited, the most excited about what Joe Douglas did in free agency was the signing of Braxton Barrios, the, real, the re-signing of Braxton Barrios. I am thrilled. Two-year deal. They got him on the cheap. That You know, that's the kind of move, okay, that the past regime, Mike McCagnin and company, remember the adults were back in the room just like they are now in the government, but whatever. <laughs> remember that. Anyway, Mike McCagnin, okay, would never have re-signed Braxton Barrios. He would never have. So I am thrilled, and I want to see Barrios now become a key part of this offense just like he was at the later part of the season – And, of course, continue to be the outstanding kick returner uh, that he was uh, an all-pro kick returner last year. Great move re-signing Berrios. Great move re-signing Tevin Coleman, who I thought was a big part of their offense last year. Very effective runner. Like him a lot. Uh, I was very happy as I take another uh, sip of coffee here. A little little, uh, Maxwell House. It's good. Good to the last drop. There you go. Nothing better than Maxwell House in the morning. Anyway, I'm thrilled they re-signed Tevin Coleman. No doubt about that. Brought him back. Two terrific signings by the – re-signings by the Jets. And then the moves they made. Bringing in Lakin Tomlinson, the offensive – the guard from the 49ers. Guy who's played 80 consecutive games. always get a little worried. He's played 80 games in a row. Now he comes to the Jets. I don't even want to say it, but very happy about that really solidifying that offensive line. You got Vera Tucker on one side. You got Tomlinson on the other side. They addressed the tight end situation. They signed not one, but two tight ends. Got to be thrilled with that. C.J. Uzama of the uh, AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Terrific move there by the Jets. And then they signed Tyler Conklin, late of the Minnesota Vikings. Wow, he caught 61 balls last year for Minnesota. So it looks like the Jets have really, really, you know, sewed up the tight end position. And that's been a position that's been a disaster for a long, long time. So you got to really be happy about that. Uzama and Conklin at tight end, Tomlinson on the offensive line. And then they addressed the secondary. They signed this cornerback from Seattle, Reed. CJ Reed, I believe is his name. Didn't really know a lot about him, but he was a starter there for a couple years. So, you know, you got one guy, I don't know if he's going to be, I guess he's going to be the starting corner opposite Bryce Hall right now. So that's a good signing. They signed this guy Whitehead, who was with the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. And he's going to be one of their safeties. So they really, you know, they addressed the secondary with two big moves there. They had already re-signed LaMarcus Joyner, who got was injured. They had him last year, but he missed the entire year. And don't forget Carl Lawson, who we kind of forgot forgot about. He's coming back. He's the big pass rusher that they signed also came from Cincinnati, but he got hurt in in training camp and didn't play the entire year. So uh, he'll be back as well. So you got to be happy with all these different moves that the Jets have made. Got to be happy with Douglas did. They had a lot of money to spend in free agency, and I think they really did a real good job addressing that. Even bringing Joe Flacco back to be the backup quarterback uh, to Zach Wilson. And even Mike White is back. Remember Mike White? The forgotten man, Mike White, who had the best game by a Jet quarterback that we have seen in in probably over a decade, okay, when they beat the, as it turned out, AFC champion Bengals. Remember that? We all forgot about that, okay? Remember that win. Beat the Bengals. White threw for over 400 yards at the best game we've seen a Jet quarterback have since, I don't know, Brett Favre's six touchdown pass game back in 2008, probably. Uh, Unbelievable. So even he's back. And who knows how that plays out? You know, they tried to bury him. We all know, you know, God forbid that he turned out to be the quarterback, but he's still on the team. But I like the moves. So with Berrios, with Coleman, with Tomlinson, with Uzama, with Conklin, with Reed, with Whitehead, with Flacco, White being back. Uh, got to like all of that. They even re that guy on the offensive line, Feeney, that offensive lineman, the backup guy. I'm happy with that. Now you got to go out there <clears throat> and really kill it in the draft. That's it. He's got to get it done. You all know how I feel. I want that center. I want the kid uh, Leaderbomb from from uh, Iowa center. I wouldn't be upset if they took him with the 4th pick in the draft. I doubt they're going to do that. You know, maybe you can get him at 10. There's a lot of rumors that the Giants may take him. The Giants have the 5th and 7th pick in the first round. They may wind up taking cuz God knows they need uh, immense help on their offensive line. Uh the Giants may wind up taking Leaderbomb before the Jets can can do that at 10. We'll see what they do. Maybe they'll take a, a, a pass rusher here. Maybe they'll take a cornerback with that fourth pick. I don't know. I've even said it. I wouldn't be upset if they wound up with one of the uh, the big tackles in the first round. The kid from North Carolina State, if he doesn't go number one overall, and the kid from Neal from Alabama, because I have absolutely no confidence whatsoever in Makai Beckton. I have none. I understand he's there, you know, and they draft, you know, Douglas. That's his first, uh, his first number one pick he had as GM of the jets and that draft looks like a disaster right now with Denzel Mims, Ashton Davis and all of that, please. But nevertheless, I have no confidence in Beckton. If they took a tackle, I'd be good with it. I doubt they're going to do that now, especially because they signed Tomlinson. We'll see how it all plays out, but they even re-signed the kicker Pinero who actually was very good. Maybe went eight for eight last year, uh, in field goals, uh, toward the end of the year after they went through about 35 kickers. So, uh, very happy with all the moves that uh, that Douglas has made. Okay, we'll see how it plays out once they actually start to play. I mean, it looks good on paper. And like I said, the move I'm happiest about, re-signing Braxton Barrios. Barrios is the kind of guy you win with. He's a winning player. You know, he's an impact player. He's not a superstar or anything like that. But he's, a, he's the kind of guy that you want on a team, on, on your team. He's a winning player. There's no doubt about that. All right. Joe Bedingo with the Oda Payne podcast. We'll get into a little more uh, with the free agency in the NFL in a second as well. Let me get my, my sponsors in here. Number one, I want to thank my buddy Kenny Zor and uh, KZ Sports Marketing for all the help they're giving me. We had Wesley Walker. He, he got me Wesley Walker last week for that interview. And every Monday now, we're going to be doing an, a different uh, interview. M- Monday is going to be an interview day on the podcast. Friday is going to be the uh me ranting day, like I am today, this coming Monday, Brian Costello, my good buddy, uh, the uh, does a great job, beat reporter for uh, for the uh, New York Post, who covers the New York Jets, he's going to join us on Monday, we'll talk about the free agent signings, we'll look ahead a little bit to the draft, and the overall state of um, where the uh, New York Jets are right now, so Brian Costello coming up on Monday, so you want to be, uh, be around for that. And as I said, again, I want to thank KZ Sports Marketing and Kenny Zor for all the help he's given me. Of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company, my buddy, the great Mike Jones, who's got to be thrilled today because the the Las Ve- the Oakland, LA, Las Vegas Raiders have traded for one of the, if not the best receiver in the NFL and Devontae Adams. They got him. They paid a steep price to get him, but they got him and paid him a lot of money too. Got him from Green Bay. Uh, obviously, the Raiders are... You know, with Josh McDaniel as a as the coach now, they're looking to win now. So, congratulations! I'm sure Mike, as a Raider fan, is thrilled about getting Devontae Adams. And you know the deal on the Hackensack Brewing Company. It's located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's beautiful Fairmont neighborhood. Check them out. Uh, remember, there's always 12 beers on tap that you can enjoy, and you can enjoy in the out, outdoor beer garden. We're starting to get into the nice weather now. Today's supposed to be seventy. I got an eleven twenty tea time. What a surprise! But with that said, you know the weather's starting to get nice, and I'm sure we'll do as as the um, as we get into you know the spring and summer months. We'll be doing another live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company this time outdoors. So check that out. Check out Mike. Check out TJ. Check out check out my brother, uh, my uh, son-in-law. Not my brother-in-law, my son-in-law Andre. Uh, check them all out there at the Hackensack Brewing Company. The tap, tap room's open from 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue. Beautiful uh, Hackensack, New Jersey, right behind the Tombstone. So check them out. Also help happy to welcome back my buddy Isaac and uh, Beach Camera. And you know the deal on Beach Camera. They've been in business for over 30 years. They offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, and Sony. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in 80 car to drive Edison. And of course, it's in New Jersey. Let him save you some money and uh, check them out. Use the uh, code Joe B for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more, beachcamera.com. And we're happy to have uh, Isaac uh, back in the fold. And of course, last but certainly not least, my buddy, Ari, my, my son, Johnny, over at Anita Tire in um, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale. Go see Ari. He'll take care of you. Probably going to do a live pod. Believe it or not, once we get into the, the hot weather, we're going to probably do a podcast from his parking lot. That should be an interesting day. But go check him out. Uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue, Anita Tire. You need tires. You need service on your car, whatever you need. See Ari. See Johnny. They'll take care of you. Tell them Beningo sent you. Okay. Joe Beningo with the Old Pain Podcast, Friday, March 18th. Uh, By the way, everybody, I hope you had a great St. Paddy's Day yesterday. I hope you didn't drink too much. I still got my green on from yesterday. So, uh, nevertheless, I hope you had a great St. Paddy's Day. I'll tell you, somebody had a great St. Paddy's Day. You know who that was? That was the St. Peter's Peacocks. How about them in the NCAA tournament knocking off Calipari and the second-seeded Kentucky Wildcats? How about that? Unbelievable. Let me tell you. Uh, You know. The NCAA tournament to me, I don't really – get. You know, everybody gets really excited about the tournament. Day one, you got all these games. Today, you got another 8 million games and all of that starting at noon. But I was really only excited about the local teams. I'll get into it more. When we get into the Sweet 16 and we start getting into the real heavyweight games, you know, I'll be more into it. There's no doubt about it. But sad to see Rutgers go down the other night. They lost a brutal one in the play into Notre Dame in double overtime. was really thinking Rutgers could make a run here. Didn't happen for them. UConn got beat. How about UConn? I was surprised to see UConn lose to New Mexico State. How about that? That was a stunner. But nothing was more stunning than the 15th seed, 17-and-a-half-point underdog, St. Peter's Peacocks, coached by the former Seton Hall star Shaheen Holloway, knocking off Kentucky and in Indianapolis. How about that? Oh, that was true. And I like John Calipari. Don't get me wrong. I really do. I like Calipari going back to when uh, you know he coached UMass and he coached the Nets and all that always, always like Calipari <clears throat> great coach no doubt about it he's he's becoming he's become the modern day Adolf Rupp if you will at at uh, at Kentucky at least as far as a basketball coach not the other stuff with Rupp but nevertheless no doubt he has I like Calipari but boy oh boy how great was it seeing ha- seeing him having some indigestion as lowly St. Peter's from Jersey City came in and knocked him off very happy to see that And it was great that the great Iron Eagle, Jim Spinockle did the call on that. I thought it was fitting that, to me, arguably the number one sportscaster in the the country had the call there. Congratulations to St. Peter's. They play Murray State now in the second round. And let's be honest, you know, uh, they have a legitimate shot to get to the Sweet 16 and knocking off uh, Murray State. So congratulations to Shaheen Shaheen Holloway and the St. Peter's Peacocks with their big win over Kentucky. Now tonight... And the game's not till 10 o'clock. How we? Redi- you know, does the Seton Hall game, you know, here's a game the people on the East Coast actually freaking want to see. Does this does this damn game have to start at 10 o'clock at night? Really? They play TCU tonight in the eight-nine game. I guess they're in the Western region. Who knows what region? It doesn't matter what region they're in. But whatever. They're in the eight-nine game tonight against TCU, Seton Hall, uh, you know, Kevin Willard's team. Very pumped up. Want to see that game. It's very late at 10 o'clock. Uh, again, it's ridiculous. But let's see Seton Hall make a little bit of a run here now. I fully expect them to beat TCU. This game is a toss-up game. I think Seton Hall's a one-point favorite. So it's basically an even game. <clears throat> but uh, we'd love to see the team from, uh, the team from uh, Orange, New Jersey, South Orange, New Jersey, and the team from Jersey City, New Jersey, move on to the second round of the NCAA tournament. St. Peter's is already there. Let's hope Seton Hall uh, gets there as well tonight. So uh, that's uh, as far as that goes with the local teams in the NCAA tournament. You know, a little bit more about the NFL free agency. We mentioned I touched on it a little bit talking about my buddy Mike Jones from the Hackensack Brewing Company. How about Devontae Adams getting traded to the Raiders? You know, what? What? what is Aaron Rodgers who just re-signed with the Packers? He can't be happy about that, can he? I mean, this is his number one guy. I mean, let's be honest, probably the number one pass tandem in the NFL uh, last year was Aaron Rodgers to, Devont, to Devontae Adams. And, of course, the Packers had franchised him. I guess he was going to make about $18 million this year. A little Time for a little more Maxwell House here, by the way. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's good. <laughs> My wife makes a mean cup of coffee, I'll tell you right right now. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm not supposed to drink coffee, but the hell would it Can't I can't drink alcohol, so I got to drink some. But nevertheless, <clears throat> nevertheless. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers cannot be happy about losing Devontae Adams to the Raiders. I wonder what he has to say about that. But that was uh, that was stunning to me. I, I, I did not see that one coming, and now you're also hearing about Baker Mayfield once out of Cleveland. Let's be honest, let's be honest. Baker Mayfield stinks, right? He stinks, he's not as bad as Carson Wentz, but Baker Mayfield stinks. And he was the number one overall pick in the draft. What a, what a mistake that was. You know, you look back at that draft from a couple of years ago with all the quarterbacks that were in the draft, right? Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Josh Rosen. The only and uh, the only one that's really any good, really. And, and let me not forget uh, Lamar Jackson as well. But the only one, and I'm not a big fan of Lamar Jackson. I know a lot of people go crazy. Ah, oh, you know, please. I don't think you're ever winning a championship with him. He's good. He's good. He's in a good situation with a great coach with Harbaugh and all that, but I don't. The kid Hunley that came in when he was hurt last year, Jackson, I thought played just as well as Jackson did. But let's be honest, Josh Allen is clearly the guy in that draft. Mayfield stinks. Josh Rosen couldn't even play; got traded like four times already. Mayfield stinks. Rosen can't even play. Donald's terrible. Jackson's okay. I mean, he's good, but you know, but Josh Allen looks like. You know he's on his way to being a a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, and you know look, a lot of teams made a mistake by not drafting Allen. Obviously, Cleveland made a mistake. The Giants made a massive mistake by taking Saquon Barkley. How bad as that was that move? That, that maybe that's the biggest reason Dave Gettleman is gone. What a mistake that was! You know they drafted Barkley, a generational talent. Anytime you hear generational talent, stop getting nervous. You know what I mean? Generational talent. You know, when the guys play 10 years in the NFL and he's on his way to the surefire Hall of Famer, that guy's a generational talent. Not the guy who was a great player in college that hasn't played in the NFL yet. You have no idea what he's going to be. So, you know, they were fitting Saquon for the gold jacket. Uh, not so much anymore. What a disaster that was. Then the Jets take Donald at three, which, oh, we were all excited about Donald. What a disaster that turns out to be. They all passed on Josh Allen. And that's turned out to be a massive mistake. want to thank Mike McCagnin again, who just was a terrible, you know, the, the more time goes by, the more you realize as a Jet fan, just what a horrendous, horrendous general manager Mike McCagnin was. I mean, he was absolute. Yeah, he, when you really think about it, you know, we all get on John Inzik, He was terrible for the two years that he was the GM. No doubt about it. Let's be real. Mike McCagnin was every bit as bad a GM as John Idzik, if not worse. So and we can only hope. Joe Douglas looks okay. You know, so far, I'm giving him a pass on that first draft because last year's draft looks pretty good. And if Zach Wilson turns into to be the real deal, then it was a great draft. No doubt about it. No doubt. And we like what he did in free agency this year. Like I said, bringing Barrios back, Coleman, all of that. The other guys he signed, the tight ends, the guard, all of that. Terrific. No doubt about it. But now it's got to get done on the field. That's it. Time for this team to win. I don't want to hear this nonsense. Like you heard Salah talking about. Remember at the senior bowl, Salah's talking about. well, you know it took when I was in San Francisco, you know, um, you know with Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. It was really year three before we really got it going. And then he's talking about the Bengals. Oh, look at the Bengals; they were terrible. Now they're third year under Zach Taylor they're in the Super Bowl. So it's almost like Salah is setting us up. You know, he's greasing the skids for us a little bit. You know what I mean? To tell us, well, you're going to get hosed again next year. You know, get the Vaseline out. You're going to get hosed again next year and have another crummy year in the second year. But don't worry, in year three, we're going to the bowl, right? Is that what he's trying to tell us? So he can get away with another crummy year, six and 11, seven and 10? No, 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 no. That's not cutting it. I need a winning football team next year with the Jets. Case closed. I don't want to hear it. You know, seven and 10, and you're going to tell me they improved. That ain't cutting the that, that ain't slicing the bread as far as I'm concerned. So Salah, who have already got concerns about, you know, I didn't love that that like that little uh, political statement really that he made, you know, about you know, covering his ass for a bad year again in year two. We'll see how it all plays out. All right, Joe Beningo with the Ode Pain po- podcast. We had a lot to cover today. Uh, all of it between Kyrie, uh, a little bit on the baseball, but not really. We'll get more into the baseball as time goes on. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get some people on. We'll uh, you know get some uh, uh, interviews on here, baseball-related interviews as we go along. Don't forget Brian Costello, he of the New York Post, he who covers the Jets. He will join us on Monday for our Monday podcast. Remember, every Monday now we'll be doing interviews, and then Fridays we'll do the rant like I'm I'm doing today. Want to again thank all my sponsors. Want to welcome back Beach Camera. Thank them again. KZ Sports Marketing Anita. Anita Tire, and of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Everybody, have a stellar weekend. I'm going to play golf with my wife. I'm pumped up. All the love.